My jungle will lure you in, with paths that are deceptively apparent, and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way, shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes, I shall show you a world etched deep in my mind, and free from your kind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. Hey everyone. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute, hasn't it? <laughs> I'd like to say I've been super busy with stuff, but that would be a lie. Um, I mean, I have been working on stuff and doing bits and pieces, but nothing to warrant having you know, not being able to take an hour out of my week to do a podcast episode, so I do apologize. Um, my mind just sort of hasn't really been on the podcast for the last few weeks, but it's back. Um, hope everyone's doing all right. Uh, what, what have I been up to? I've been, well, my sister got married. That was really cool, really nice wedding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I may or may not have had a f few drinks, a bit too many, but it's a wedding. That's what you're supposed to do, I think. <laughs> but no, I didn't make an ass out of myself too badly, so that's a win for me. Um, what's been going down in the animal world? Oh yeah, uh, there's been some thylacine photos recently uh, that were meant to be unambiguous but they're probably the most ambiguous photo I've ever seen and to be honest I'm not really going to get into it on this episode I'll do a whole nother episode about that because yeah there's a lot of interpretation that can come of these photos uh, but I will tell you you really can't tell what the hell they are <laughs> um, I've been spending a lot of time uh, training as well like in the gym uh, because uh, I've been trying to get as sort of good shape as I, as I can, uh, which is probably what this episode will be about. It'll be sort of um, telling you what my training is, diet, and how to build up sort of resilience as well uh, because it's pretty important. And I kind of wish I did more of it before filming Kings of Pain because obviously that was, you know, a very painful experience and having a higher tolerance to certain things would have been helpful, but, you know, I already had a pretty high high tolerance and was pretty resilient anyway. Uh, but the past sort of few months, I've been really focusing more on it and yeah, I thought you guys would like to know how I do it because there are some weird methods that are involved and like, I'm telling you, they won't work for everybody, 100%. They won't work for everybody. And I've been doing it for so long where uh, I know exactly how to fine tune it to my own body and being realistic with myself and how you know, I'm not going to set a goal for myself that isn't 
achievable because I do know myself pretty damn well. Um, but everybody's different and I'll just tell you what I do and there are certain things that will help you and there's certain things that might not but all in all if you know yourself and you know how your body works and you can 100% uh, tweak it and make it work in your advantage Uh, because that's the thing with the human body it's very good at adapting like humans are the most adaptable animals on the planet and your body will adapt to pretty much everything. And that's not necessarily a good thing because when you adapt, your body starts getting lazy. So once you adapt, you start getting comfortable and that's when you start like losing, you know, plateauing pretty much. And like... That, that's what happens in the gym. If you keep doing the same thing, same thing, your body will adapt. And I mean, that's how you grow muscle as well. You lift a heavy weight, your body adapts to that weight and grows uh, to accommodate for that weight. So a big muscle is a strong muscle. But if you keep doing the same thing, your body will just get comfortable and will stop growing. Uh, and your mind does as well. So you've always got to keep the mind and the body guessing. And when I'm you know, I'm probably going to the gym maybe five or six days a week now, but I'm a massive believer in getting into the best shape possible by doing the least amount. So putting in the least amount of effort. And I'll tell you why, because if you're going to the gym seven days a week and you're there for like two hours working your ass off and you start looking better you know, you start looking in better shape than you used to, then how do you go up from there? Like, how do you take a step up from there? If you're already putting in like the max amount of effort and you start plateauing and you want to get further and further, you want to progress more, then how do you up it from there? Well, you go to the gym three hours a day, four hours a day. When does it end? So I've trained my body to be able to grow muscle and lose body fat without really putting in a lot of effort so i go to the gym uh you know around maybe midday 12 31 o'clock even and i'm there for maybe 40 minutes max but when i'm there i do work my ass off i do probably you know five or six exercises and four sets uh, per exercise but i have very little break and that gets the cardiovascular system going. Um, so I'll go there and I'll see people already there. And I would have done my workout and left before before they're even finished. you know. And part of that reason is because they're sitting there on their phones or they're chatting to each other. I go by myself so I don't have to wait for anybody to uh, finish their set before I can do my set. So I'm in and out like... I don't want to be there any longer than I have to. And I can get a workout done in half an hour. That will take, you know, most people two hours to do. So it's very advantageous doing that because you don't waste time fucking around uh, chatting to people. And that pisses me off so much. When you go into the gym and you see, like, guys sitting there on their phones and 
you know, you want to use that machine, but they're sitting there like five, ten minutes in between their sets because they're too busy looking at their phones. And they're the same guys that you see year after year and they look the exact same. <laughs> so, yeah, go in there, do the work and just get out. That's what I do. Um, my diet's real strange. And this is one where people will probably be interested in. Um, I love junk food. I love it so much. I look forward to it every week. And what, what I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what I started doing maybe six months ago and where I am now, um, I started doing like fasts. So minimum 36 hours every week. So on more the Tuesday, uh, like I would finish eating maybe six o'clock on the Monday afternoon and then won't eat again till sort of mid morning on the Wednesday. And I drop body fat super quick. And I mean, you're not starving yourself because you don't really go into starvation mode for a long time. Humans can go weeks without food. And if you've got body fat, any form of body fat on you, what do you think that is? That's food. The reason why humans have body fat is for survival. You know, you there there will be times where a human will eat a surplus amount of food, and that calorie surplus, that extra energy, gets stored as body fat for times where you may not have food, you may not have access to food. Human beings are animals. We're not supposed to be sitting there eating six meals a day. There are times where we don't have food and there's times where we have a lot of food. You know, a human will go out and kill a mammoth and that'll feed a lot of people. And they'll gorge for quite a few days and then it might go a few days where there is no food. So that's what our body fat is for. And if you have body fat, you will not starve. That's exactly what it's there for. Once your body knows it's not getting food, it will start eating that body fat. Um, so I was doing that every week. And during the weekdays where I wasn't fasting, I was sort of eating very low calories. And I'm talking like a thousand calories a day. So one of those far one of those days would be a fast. And then for three days would be eating about a thousand calories a day. And then it'll get to th- Friday. And Friday is my cheat day, all right? So I will go to the gym. I won't train on my fasting day. Um, I wouldn't train on the Wednesday either, but the Thursday I'll start the training at the gym. Um, so Thursday I'll train, then Friday I'll train and then eat a shitload of calories like pizza or uh, burgers like McDonald's or you know anything any big dirty food and I'm talking like 6,000 calories worth of food of pure junk food because I love it so much and it's super important that you do go to the gym and do a big heavy workout on your cheat days because that surplus of calories just goes straight in like well, a lot of it goes straight into your muscles it just feeds your muscles and then Saturday, I'll do the same. Another massive cheat day, the same amount of calories as a Friday. Then Sunday, I'll do the same. So I'm eating three days of just pure junk food and sh- like shit. Um, 
like those three days, I'll probably be eating 18,000 calories over those three days, which is more than what most people would eat in a week. And then Monday will come along. And sometimes I'll even have a cheat day on the Monday, depending on how fluffy I feel around the midsection. Uh, but Monday or Tuesday, I'll come along and I'll, I'll fast and then start again with a very low calories and then work my way up to the massive cheat days. So I've been doing that for about six months and it's been working like really well because when I was filming Kings of Pain, I was in probably the worst shape I've been in in years. Like I was lean with low body fat, but I just hadn't been going to the gym. I think I hadn't gone to the gym in about 10 months. So my muscles just weren't where they normally were and I wasn't as muscular as I normally am and it sucked because I hate watching clips of Kings of Pain and going, fuck, I look skinny. I hate that. Um, because I, I didn't really get any notice that I was doing Kings of Pain. I only got like three weeks notice. I didn't even know I was doing the show and then bang, you're doing it. So I didn't really have time to get into shape for it. So anyway, I've been doing that for six months and then the past maybe four weeks, I've been like happy with the body fat I've got. I don't want to lose any more. I've got the six pack. I've got, you know, bugger all body fat. So it was time to up my calories and start building muscle. And I want to build muscle without putting on body fat, which is super hard to do, but I'm doing it. Um, I'm maintaining my body fat and still putting on size, muscle size, which is perfect. Um, I've been doing what's called reverse dieting, where you every week you introduce more calories, more calories, and your body sort of adjusts, your metabolism adjusts to it. So you, if you do it properly, you won't put on any body fat. And I'm, for some reason, every week I've been upping my calories by like two or 300 a day, sometimes 500 a day, and I've been losing more body fat. I'm not really complaining, but, you know, I want to just sort of keep my body fat the same and then just focus on that surplus of calories going into the muscle. But now I've gone, or I'm up to about 3,000 calories a day on my low calorie days. And I'm still doing my three-day cheat days. And starting next week, I will get rid of the fasts, the weekly fasts, so I can pack on some more size. Um, and hopefully, it, you know, I'm a big ripped bloody monster. So that's my diet and my training, and it's going pretty well. I'm pretty happy with it. And obviously, I like I don't I don't drink a lot anymore. I mean, I I was never a massive drinker. I'd drink maybe once a week or once every two weeks. But when I did, I'd drink you know, like 25 beers, I'd get smashed. Um, so that's sort of been, and, and the thing is like, when I'll drink, I'll be eating shit for like three or four days afterwards and not going to the gym. So it just like stalls me a bit. Um, so I haven't had a drink in probably in, well, coming up three weeks now, but if the, you know, if something there's an occasion or something pops up, then yeah, I absolutely would. I don't really care. I'll, I'll drink, but at the moment I'm going all right. There's no real reason to for me to get sloshed. So that's my diet and my training. Now, what else I've been doing is to build up my resilience uh, 
and basically make myself tougher is I haven't been having any hot showers. I've been having cold showers for the past three weeks now. And I'm not talking about getting in the a warm shower and then slowly turning off the heat until it's cold. I'm talking you don't put the hot on at all. You jump straight into the cold shower. And I tell you what, I'm loving it. I like look forward to it every morning. And it's really good for you as well. Like it builds up your tolerance and your resistance to certain things like obviously the cold weather. But your mind kind of gets used to you're about to get hit with really cold water and your mind sort of adjusts to it and like starts getting tougher. Um, But it's got all these other health benefits as well. Like it's good for circulation. um, It's good for your skin. Uh, When you have like hot showers, it washes off the natural oils in your skin and hair. Uh, with the cold showers, it doesn't do that. Like if you get a frying pan and you got oil on it, and you put cold water on it, that oil's not going anywhere. But you put um, hot water on it, then it makes the oil a lot thinner and easier to run off. And your body needs natural oils, natural oils on your skin and your hair. It just does. It, it's there to protect your skin and your hair. Um, it also, when you first get that big cold hit, your body kind of feels like it's under attack. So it produces more white blood cells. Now white blood cells, uh, carry that, you know, they, they fight infections and they build your immune system up. Like when a lot of times when people have cancer, uh, they can tell because in the blood test, they've got a very high white blood cell count. And that's because your body's producing more white blood cells to, attack whatever is attacking your body so it does that as well um and when i get out of that shower after the cold shower after being cold um then i look insane like because my skin's tightened on my body my abs are just popping out like you could grate cheese on them and um you feel amazing because you get a full adrenaline hit uh, when you jump in there and I'll tell you what, it's like having 10 cups of coffee. So it's such a good way to wake up in the morning. You feel good. And there's even studies that show that it can, uh, fight depression as well. So if people are struggling with depression, having cold showers, uh, you, your brain releases adrenaline and dopamine and just makes you feel good. So I'm a massive advocate for the cold showers and I was when was it, it was last weekend uh, I was gonna treat myself to a warm shower but as I was getting undressed and ready to you know turn on the tap I was like I started feeling guilty <laughs> so I just ended up having a cold shower uh, it's like almost like I've gone this far I may as well keep going and again that's that's building up resilience that's building up tolerance to certain things and when when you get comfortable you you get weak so try to keep yourself constantly on your toes you know like i don't really sleep with a pillow any either and i mean that that's because one anything propping up my neck for some reason it, it feels weird to me 
Um, so pretty much all my pillow is is some cotton, uh, just loose cotton, just shoved into a pillow slip. It's just like a little scraps of cotton in a pillow slip. Um, when I'm in, you know, overseas or not at home, when I'm staying in hotels and stuff, which you know I've stayed in a bloody lot, I won't use a pillow because they're massive. They're big, fat, giant, tall pillows. I don't want to see how people can sleep like that with their heads propped up like that. So I'll either get the corner of the blanket and just put that under there or get a towel and shove it into a pillow slip. Or most of the times I just won't sleep with a pillow. And I think getting getting used to not having lots of luxury items, when you finally do have them, it's so much better. Like... If you deny yourself something for so long, your your standards drop and the smallest things start to seem so much better to you. Like you get people with higher standards and everything tastes shit. Everything is crap to them. Oh, this is crap. This is crap. This is crap. I don't like this. I don't like that. Then they'll never be happy because their standards are so high. How can you be happy if, you, if nothing can make you happy, if nothing can reach those high standards um so i mean there's nothing wrong with having high standards but make your standards achievable where you can be have something and you know it it it, it's good in your mind so you know that that's what i think if if i i mean if you if you sit there in a jail cell and eat nothing but oats then imagine getting some oats with chocolate in it or sugar in it how good it will taste so make yourself get used to like shitty things and then other things will seem so much better um yeah big advocate for it toughen up like i think the less you have the more you gain which is a good line in a metallica song the less i have the more i gain because it's true like just don't get used to being having so much stuff and having the best of everything because there might be a time in your life where you won't have it and guess what everything's going to seem very shit to you <laughs> um so yeah i thought i'd do an episode about my philosophies and certain things uh because a lot of people don't really know that, I mean, especially with dieting and that, that it doesn't have to be super hard. You just got to know your body and what you can and can't do. And it's trial and error. I've been doing this for, you know, since I was 16, 17 is when I first started going to the gym. So I know my body pretty damn well now. I know what what it it, it likes, what it doesn't like. And what it doesn't like, guess what? Make it like it, you know? If it doesn't like something, then teach it to like it. And the tougher you are, you know, in life, it's going to serve you a lot better. And especially for me, because I like to always think that I'm training for massive expeditions. You know, that's my mindset. That's why I do it. I'm training for this. I'm doing it so if I ever get trapped out, lost and have to survive in the jungle or in a cold environment, I'll be used to it. I'll be more resilient than the average person. And I tell you what, out of you know 
most people, I would be the most likely to have to survive in an area or, you know, a harsh environment like that. You know, most people aren't going to even have that risk of being, you know, stranded in a jungle. But guess what? It's a, it is a pretty realistic risk for someone like me. So being resilient, knowing, you know, how, you know, the things you can do to make yourself more resilient, it, it's very helpful. And it's just little things like a cold shower. It's not a huge thing. It's not going to, it's not going to cost you money. If anything, it's going to save you money because save you on gas or electricity. It's not going to cost you anything. All it's going to cost you is comfort. And like for me, the first few times jumping in the cold shower, it's, you know, it is uncomfortable. But now I just walk straight in. I don't even get the, you know, I have to take in deep breaths because it doesn't feel that cold to me anymore. I've even considered like filling up tubs of ice and mixing water and pouring it over me in the shower because the cold showers aren't that cold to me anymore. And that is my body adapting to a harsh environment. So in order to uh, have something you've never had before, you've got to be willing to do something you've never done before. And get out of your comfort zone because you don't want to plateau. The moment you get comfortable is the moment you start getting weak. And you don't want that. And you can use this for anything in life, you know. If you've got a stressful job uh, and you work in an office job or something like that, being more resilient, uh, it, it will serve you way better. Think about like you and then your co-worker next to you and you're getting hammered by cold showers, you know. You're, you're, you're doing a fast you and fasts are great as well because it makes you so in control of your own body where you're taking away the one one of like maybe three things that your body absolutely needs to survive and you're purposely taking that away from yourself it takes a lot of willpower to do that you know it's like take like holding your breath and having the willpower to hold your breath until you die it is I mean, which is actually impossible but with food it is possible and you need a lot of willpower and a lot of uh, mental strength to be able to deny yourself uh, a staple in what you need to live, which is food. Um, so if you if you can do that, you can do anything. You know, if you can deny yourself something that you need to live, then you can deny yourself cigarettes or alcohol or you know drugs. So if you can start off doing that, and I, I mean in saying that cigarettes drugs and alcohol is actually uh more of a necessity to people that are addicted to it than food and i I was a smoker i used to smoke 30 cigarettes a day and i tell you what if i got ever got to the point where i had only 40 dollars left i tell you what i'll be spending that on a pack of cigarettes rather than food like that's just the way it is and that's that's the addiction but if you can start off with denying yourself something like food for a day you're not going to die it's going to have great health benefits and fasting absolutely does. You should uh, do some research, do your own research and look into it. But fasting has great health benefits. Um, if your body's not focusing on digesting food all the time, then guess where that energy goes? It goes to your brain. It goes other places. It goes to repairing cells. And when I'm doing a fast, man, my brain is going a million miles a minute. It's like it's got all all its energy is focusing on your on its neurological power rather than its digestive power and stuff like that so give it a go maybe start with like doing 16 and 
and um, like the 16 hour fast and then having your eight hour eating windows and you can do like 24 hours, then work your way up to like 36 hours and see how you feel. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of fasting. Um, but yeah, just take away certain comforts from day to, in day-to-day life and you'll find yourself either one, not needing it and two, when you get it back, it's a lot better. So give it a go, and uh, and I, I promise you, you'll start being less stressed in life, um, being happier, enjoying things more. And, you know, if you're ever trapped in a jungle, hell, you could go a day without eating piece of piss, you know, because you do it all the time anyway. So, yeah, give it a go. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but I have done a lot of research in this. And it works on me, but, you know, if you have any questions, ask a doctor. But doctors, again, they're taught what they've been taught for the past 100 years and 50 50 years. So, I mean, even now we know that the food pyramid, uh, you know, you've got your carbohydrates down the bottom, then your fruit, nuts, and vegetables works up. And then the little bit at the top is like the meat and fats. We now know that you can pretty much flip that completely upside down where we don't need that many carbohydrates and we do need more animal fats and proteins. Um, and that, that's what my diet consists of uh, during the week is purely just uh, meat. Like I'll eat two kilos of meat a day, so about four pounds of meat a day. That's all I eat. I don't really eat vegetables because frankly, I don't, uh, our body doesn't really need them. You can get plenty of nutrients, vitamins, minerals from the meat you eat uh, and the fats. So, and I feel great, you know. So, like I said, it's not going to work for everybody. It's how you feel. It's all trial and error. Everybody's so different. They've got different metabolisms. Uh, their guts work differently. So, do what works for you. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Toughen up. Drink a nice glass of concrete and toughen the fuck up. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll um, I'm back into it now. I'm back into the podcast full force. So, um, yeah, breaks over, Adam. Back into the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers. <laughs>